0: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: This episode contains some conversations that might be triggering for some listeners. If you think that might be you, do check the show notes for more details.
2: Oh, I'm busy, busy, busy. I've been changing beds, I've been cleaning, I've been baking. Oh, God, I'm so excited. I like literally, literally love having guests over to stay. And do you know that this will be the first time that we've had a house guest since lockdown?
1: Weather the Speakmans were a married couple, were life change therapists, TV therapists, and authors of many books, including our new book, which we are incredibly excited about, which is our Everyday Confidence. And during lockdown, I also developed a bit of a habit of telling jokes yeah, I know. to Eva's <laughs> very <laughs> I'm happiness. I'm yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I also found out that our neighbour's four year old has been learning Spanish over lockdown, but. He still can't say please, which I think is poor for four.
2: Um, during lockdown I learned to be more tolerant to Nick's jokes I think but most of the time we work together showing people how to conquer various anxieties that they might have so that might be an OCD or PTSD, confidence issues, panic attacks or perhaps an eating disorder and by sharing what others have been able to overcome as well as our own unique approaches we really believe that you'll feel able to make a change in your life
1: Eva, I've got my peppermint tea. And have I've you got, got yours?
2: My... Cheers. Here we go.
1: Right. Hold on tight then. This is making the change. I, I know, and and do you know what? I'm excited too. And that, I suppose that's the great thing that's come out of lockdown. I mean, obviously, lockdown wasn't great, but so many great things have come out of that. Like, you know, everything. There's a positive in everything, isn't there? And uh, the fact that I'm so looking forward to having guests around and being able to appreciate things that we previously took for granted.
2: Exactly that, appreciating things that we take for granted, but it's always really good to try and find a positive in every situation. I and mean, if there's things that happen in life and we can't change them, But what we can change or work on or improve upon is our perception of things that are negative. So like you said, this last 18 months, whatever, we've been through a pandemic, we've still got the repercussions of that in place. And has it been great? Absolutely not. Could we change it? Absolutely not. But if we can look at it and go, okay, I can't change it. However, what it has taught me is, and like you say, for us, it's the little things, isn't it? Hugging. Oh my goodness. I love meeting people and I love hugging them. And that has been so, so difficult because you know... Or rather, we know. Maybe they don't realize, but that what we know is that by sharing a hug, that we're actually helping people to feel better because we do naturally release feel-good endorphins, which make us feel better, which also help you to heal and they help you to be more healthy, both mentally and physically, just by hugging. And yet, that's so simple, and it was something we couldn't do.
1: But it's something that we can uh, that we can do now, and also uh, gratitude because being grateful for things that we couldn't do, those little things. Gratitude is, without question, one of the the keys to changing your life, if you look at things that you're grateful for. And as you know, it's one of my favorite things. Every morning, I spend seven minutes thinking about all the things that I'm grateful for and it sets me up for the day.
2: Yeah, I, and that's and that's really important, actually, that because we can't change things that happen in life and we we don't know exactly what we're gonna face in every day, that if we take some control of what we can be in, let's look at the things that we're grateful for, that can really help because it can lift your spirits, it can help put things into perspective. And going back to negative things that happen in life, you know, sometimes we do go through some, you know, horrendous hardships. People, ourselves included, experienced some real challenges, some real traumas in life. And, you know, you could carry on sort of overthinking those things and feeling bad about them. And funnily enough, today on social media I saw somebody saying how much they absolutely hated their neighbours. And it kind of quite saddened me because the Hate's
1: and, not a nice so word, it, is that? it? It's
2: it really it really is a horrible, horrible word. And I and I haven't yet gone back to this person, but I am going to go back because you could you could feel Why does she hate the neighbors? Because the students and they make too much noise. And I was going to go back and just explain. Well, first of all, I'm going to do the analogy of you know that hating anybody is like is like drinking poison and expecting them to die. There's only you that feels the repercussions. That lady sent that message, and it's so evident that she is completely poisoned by her thoughts. So I will go back to explain that first of all that it's such a futile and destructive emotion. And then on top of that, some but luckilys, you know, so but luckily she's got a home and and but, but luckily she, can hear them. Well, exactly. That, would, you know, to be able to hear is 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 a real gift.
1: And maybe she's forgotten that she used to be young once as well.
2: Yeah, and, and that. And I mean, listen, I, I know it must be really difficult. But again, it goes back to if we can find the best in, in any situation, then it does help to extinguish hatred. It does help to heal emotional pain. And, and some of those things, it is hard to sometimes find them, but it's things like, well, okay, I know that I've been through my fair share of challenges through my life until you... Until you met me. Until it? It's I all met been you. sweet. Yes, my, Ever since. My my handsome prince. Yeah. Um, obviously, you were a toad when I first met you, but it's me that's developed oh, you into this handsome prince. Is that what it is?
1: Prince. Yeah. <laughs> it but, you, but as we're well laughing, you've got to look for reasons to laugh. And, and I've got True. to tell you, as you know, one of my favourite jokes is when I talk about our lizards and, and, and the fact that... You know, they would breed every year and we'd have, you know, the little babies running around. And then they stopped breeding for some reason. I took them to the vet and the vet said, look, I've got some really bad news for you. And I said, what's that? And he said, "They're not going to breed anymore. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, because your male lizard has got a reptile dysfunction. It's one of my favourite jokes. And uh, <laughs> and actually, yeah, but there's more to that because I, I, I said that joke to one of my friends and he said to me, you shouldn't joke about erectile dysfunction i said all right uh, and that was that and I, I, I now i'm wondering if there's going to be any hard feelings
2: <laughs> what are you saying giggling to yourself like a little boy right. you literally yeah. just defaulted then to being know, about I 12 i did
1: i'm gonna say i laugh at my own jokes i'm gonna say um, but finding reasons to laugh
2: yeah no finding reasons to laugh is important and, and then also i think that hope you know, we talk about gratitude, we talk about reasons to ask, but but another thing is that no matter how bad we feel, I think hope is something that we can all hope. And it, it is such an important thing. And it's something that we talk about a lot, isn't it? That there's always hope. And if nothing else, if we can give hope to people, hope to people who up until this moment may have felt that there wasn't a way out of their situation, that they couldn't get better, that they couldn't be more confident. But if we could give hope to people, that was always so important to us. And the reason it's important is that having hope gives us purpose. One of the most, like literally looking back on our life, one of the most incredible moments of our life together and doing what we do. And I'm, I'm going to remind you of this and you'll remember. So it must have been, I bet it was about eight years ago, and we went to a charity function, you and I, and this chap, approached us lovely chap really lovely man and and he seemed so very happy to see us and he, and he shook your hand and his demeanour and his the way he was and, and his friendliness and, and his warmth we both believed that we'd probably met him before in our life and he actually said to you and shook your hand he said I just want to say thank you for saving my life do you remember
1: that? I, I totally remember and what what you're not saying is though, that that would have given a big clue he was about 6 foot 6 he was one of the, one of the not only the the tallest, but the biggest person. He was just so big, his shoulders were massive. Uh, yeah, and and it sort of took me back, because someone's saying, you know, let's thank you for saving my life. And, and I said, but I'm sorry, I don't think we've ever met. He said, no, we, we've never met. And he went on to say that he uh, he was a soldier and uh, he'd fought in Iraq and he suffered with PTSD. And, he, and when he came back, he, he was a different person and he just wanted to get back to the person he was before and he'd seen many doctors and many psychiatrists and they'd all said to him look best you can do is manage and managing wasn't he felt a burden to his to his wife he felt a burden to his child and he just thought I cannot live like this anymore because I just want my life back, and knowing that he couldn't get his life back, or what he'd been told, he decided to take his own life. And he, and he just that day, he switched the TV on, and he saw us on, you know, on, on TV working with also a soldier. And that soldier, after we would worked with them, said that they were cured from PTSD. Yeah.
2: And I remember his words vividly because he said, "I knew that I may never get to see you myself." But I knew that watching that that there was hope and because there was hope it was worth carrying on because my wife deserves a husband and, and he was so grateful. And I think both of us just were like full of tears and just couldn't believe it. And that very and humbling. It was very humbling, but you know, I, I know that I was reading about hope and I I've got some papers here actually that I'm just I wanted to read this to you. Because hope is just so powerful and and we talk about it and then about two days ago I came across this article in a psychology paper and and I just wanted to read you this is the science behind hope so it says hope may benefit physical health by boosting immune function and decreasing pain hope is linked to lower levels of anxiety and depression and that it may help protect against those conditions it also added that it's a surefire way to make your day a little brighter and I completely agree with that when we were in lockdown You know, what kept us going when we couldn't see people, when we couldn't be around family, when we couldn't be around friends, you know, what kept us going? And the thing that kept us going was the hope that we would soon get back to normal.
1: Yeah, hope is that light at the end of the tunnel and taking that away from anyone. Is criminal in my eyes. Yeah, it's,
2: it really, it really, it, it really, really fair. is. But yeah, I just, I think that you know, hope keeps us focused into finding a solution. Hope makes us think, well, it's worth waking up. We'll keep looking. If we, if we think there's hope, then we'll carry on looking.
1: But what you've got to do is once you've got the hope, is then start looking for the answer, and don't take no for an answer. So if if you find, if you get down in, in, in a dead end, find a different answer and you know like i suppose that if you've got a problem that definitely there will be someone out there who's had the same problem and overcome it so find out what they did well, Alex, find out where they went
2: absolutely so hope alone is fantastic because we now know that both all the health benefits of it the positivity benefits yes. from it however hope alone may not necessarily bring the solution to you you do have to put yourself out there you do have to look you do have to research you do have to ask i mean. As you just said, you know, a lot of people when they've got a problem will speak to other people with the same problem who haven't yet found their resolution. The way forward yeah. is to find people, research people, who have had situations such as yours or have been in a similar situation and have overcome it and have got better. And then ask those questions, you know, what is it that you do? Because, you know, we always say success leaves clues, but there is a formula.
1: And, and it just, I mean, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? And when we, if you remember right back when we were working with people with phobias and we didn't want to speak to people who had phobias, we wanted to speak to people who had phobias and got over them and we wanted to know how did they get over them and how could we use that to help other people and that's the thing isn't it, you want to speak to someone who's actually overcome their problems and then find out what was it that happened for them and you know we're all individual and what happened for some how someone get over it might not work for you yeah. but there is always hope there's always an answer and you can get better
2: one last thing well, that uh, and this was uh, in, in, another, in another paper and it said that hope offers chemical benefits too in the form of endorphins and lowered stress levels so i think that we should keep spreading hope
0: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving all of in June. Yeah.
2: Somebody that we met actually at one of our workshops, Betty, I don't, I'm yeah, sure you remember of course Betty. Yeah, I She's do, yeah. I,
1: well, I can say that she'd had hope taken away from her. She that. had
2: had hope taken away Yes. Back. But then her daughter, uh, I think it was that brought her to one of our workshops and, and gave her hope, but she faced a lot of hardship and adversity through her life and a childhood that was very volatile, very challenging with a mum that had issues and there was a lot of a sort of violence and upset in the home and a lady who was abused and who then, through childhood, after having been abused for many years by a neighbour, decided to run away from home. And then when she returned, her parents had moved house. She went on to actually be sectioned, and she was hospitalised, and she had a host of medications. And she also went through numerous rounds of Electroconvulsive
1: therapy. That still, I don't know if you use the term, blows my mind. But, but it does. How electroconvulsive therapy is still out there in this day and age? Yeah. I, I I find it so hard because ultimately, as you know, it's not what's wrong with you; it's what happened to you. And what happened to you is that one, maybe you know, one event. But obviously, in this situation, it was it was prolonged events. However, how can you target? Electricity going into your brain to just deal with that one specific Memory, thing, yeah. right? It's not possible. Listen, it's not possible. Th- th-
2: what we've got to appreciate is that anything that anybody well, does is because with, it's with good intention. So, oh, I'm so, not, oh, so absolutely. And then I think when you really but, feel that you're backed into a corner and there's nothing else left to help this person with, then you might give that a go. I don't agree with it because, as you say, you know, we understand that issues arise from, you know. A challenging life, challenging thoughts, challenging feelings, challenging behaviors comes from challenging A challenging life. Yes, but luckily, uh, science is progressing, um, and but luckily, therapies are being developed. You know, obviously, our therapy has now had three lots of scientific studies. The fourth one is now happening in a hospital out in in the Netherlands. So, but luckily, it's progressing. However, but
1: you were talking about Betty, weren't you? I
2: was. You know, there were pockets of time where she had given up hope. You know, in those darkest moments. You know it rekindled and then she had fears and anxieties and she wanted to be you know to be free of them and because she kind of believed and her daughter believed that actually you know there is still hope and it's worth a try they both betty and her daughter came to one of our workshops and betty actually has come to join us today so hi betty hi betty hello eva hello nick Lovely to see you again. Ah, oh, you Good too. Good to see you, you too. too. So today we're talking about having hope no matter what you're suffering with. What diagnoses did you actually have, Betty?
4: When uh, I was first admitted to the hospital, I just wasn't coping and I was suicidal. I went down to the, uh, to the doctors. They sent me straight into a psychiatric hospital and they said it was a breakdown that I'd had. But I would only be in for a couple of weeks and it ended out I was in for months and months. I was given every medication you could think. I had ECT, not to start with, because this was over lots and lots of years. I was in maybe for three months, six months. The longest I was ever in was nine months in the hospital. During that time, I was given various tranquilizers, antidepressants, everything, and nothing worked. And I was—I just get, got worse and worse and worse. I was diagnosed with endogenous depression they said it was a a chemical imbalance and you know so they would try something else and nothing was working and I just got worse and worse and worse where I was actually sectioned a couple of times for my own safety because uh, I was determined I was just going to end it Uh, I just couldn't cope anymore. It went on like that for a lot of years. I was in and out and in and out of the hospital. So my children suffered because my husband had to bring them up himself. And uh, that's always been saddened me a lot, you know, that they had to be involved in that because somebody, other people hurt me. So then years later, I'll tell you, it would be, I think I was about 39, 40. That's how long I've been with the psychologist that I'm with. And she kind of changed it where you know, she diagnosed me with PTSD and I felt safe enough with her to kind of open up but she was warned by the doctors not to take me on because it would be too much and it would open my can of worms and it would be because she I suppose she would be quite young you know in her career and it would be too much and she decided uh, she ignored that and decided if I wanted to go for it she would go for it with me she never ever let me down and uh, we did and it was difficult it was very difficult
2: is that is that the first time betty that you actually discussed everything that you've been through in your life yeah. was that the first time yes yes
1: yes if we if can say betty, it's interesting that you know as you know we say it's not what's wrong with you it's what happened to you what's happened you, you know you? and and up until this point everyone's saying there's something wrong with you and, and, mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. I find so hard to believe is how you could be medicated, you could have electroconvulsive therapy. How is that going to fix when they don't know, you know, they don't know what's wrong with you, right? They've not asked mm-hmm. you, well, why is it that you behave in this way? What has happened mm-hmm. to you? And I find that so hard.
2: And what what I mm. love is the fact that you found somebody that you felt you trusted, and 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 you know, hats off to that young woman, that therapist that helped you to realise that talk about
1: what had happened that,
2: to talk about it, because whilst we hold things in, and this this is this was you, it's almost like this pressure cooker, and mm-hmm. that pressure within that pressure cooker is just building yeah. and building and building until one day it explodes, and then you end up you, you end mm-hmm. up sectioned like, as yourself, but because she had the 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 foresight, the kindness, and realizing that you were worth it, and 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 you trusted. And, and and again, this is something that we always say: look, if anybody's struggling, do not hold it in yourself. That pressure cooker needs to have a bit of release and speak to somebody. And how wonderful that she helped you to speak out. And also how brave of you after what? what so by this point, you've held
4: your life story. All my life, I even got even when I got married, like um, that was I kept. All that into myself. Lisa, my daughter, she was five. My son would be seven, um, when I first had the the breakdown, as as it was called. Um, and I think it came to her head because that was the age when I was when like the sexual abuse and started with with the the neighbour. Um, so I'm guessing that that's maybe where that come from.
1: Can I ask you a question? When you get told that you've had a breakdown, how did that make you feel better back then? Because you know yeah. what? Where can you go with that? Because surely you assume then that you are susceptible to having more.
4: Yeah, and then when they said it was an endogenous depression, is that so? Where because you get reactive, they said, which would be you're reacting to something. Well, I suppose in my mind, I really was reacting to something, but they had me as it was a, a chemical imbalance, and it was endogenous depression. So I thought there was something wrong with my head, and that I couldn't be fixed, and I was broken and um, so the
2: turning point for you was having therapy and discussing and actually opening yeah. up for the first time, which was wonderful. Yes.
1: So let me ask you a question, I, Betty. You're, you're 65 years of age. At what point in your 65 years of age did you thought, do you know what, I'm okay?
4: You know, the honest truth with that, the day that I walked into your workshop, because I didn't think that you would be able to fix me because I, got, I was stuck Where I was, I ended then having a phobia with death. I had health anxiety, even though a lot of the other issues had kind of been dealt with over the years with my therapist. But I was stuck because I was told I had to learn to live with it, the PTSD, and I would be able to cope with it, you know, and I would always have the trauma there. So I believed that and I wasn't, it was unbearable having to live with, I was scared to sleep because I thought every day was my last. I thought I was going to die in my sleep. I thought I would never look forward to anything because I didn't think I'd be here. I wouldn't like to plan anything. And if anything good was happening in my life, which a lot has happened good in my life, I thought this can't be right. Something's going to go wrong. You know, I don't deserve this. And uh, so anyway, I was stuck with this morbid fear of death. It was really taking over my life. And then I had seen about your workshops and I asked my daughter Lisa to come along with me. And uh, she joined me on that first day. It was like this light bulb had come on. And I just remember it was you, Nick, that said to me, um, you says, you can get better. You can be cured. And I listened to that. And I've listened to every word that you've said since. And uh, it's true. It really changed my life that day. I went home that night and I phoned Lisa in the morning, my daughter, and I said, I've slept all night, I have never slept all night, never ever, you know, I'm scared to go to sleep and then I thought maybe I'm just exhausted because it was, it's quite, you know, it's quite a hard day listening to, you know, all that so I was quite exhausted. The next night I slept, the next night I slept and I started to get where I stopped having panic attacks in my sleep. Things seemed to get better and I was reading your books and, you know, taking note of everything that you had said, I was taking it all in and... uh, it truly changed my life and I feel so happy I really do I feel so happy and I kind of thank you both enough this is a life that I didn't know existed you know I mean I've had a good life as well I've got a beautiful family a fantastic husband We've no money worries We've no there's none of that right but that was still there and it stopped me enjoying all that to how I should and I couldn't understand that Everybody doesn't feel like that. I just thought that's how you should feel. I thought that was it. And I can't believe that this is how I should have felt all my life. And it's like, I'm so happy. I'm making plans. I'm looking forward to things. And I'm going to make this, I'm 65, and I'm making the next 30 years make up for the last (laughs) 65, Amazing.
1: (laughs) And and, and I know that you will totally do that. And I'm going to say, I'm I'm humbled that that you said that to us. And and thank you so much. And i am going to say... I'm so pleased, and and just take this on board, Eva. What better said? Because obviously we're always learning. Better said, she listens to every word I've said since. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm pointing my wife here because I'm not yeah, just take you. that jokes. on board, please. <laughs> no,
4: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not making <laughs> <a great laughs> jokes. Yeah, you
1: listen. You listen to my words more than my wife does. <laughs> you
2: know. Uh, better that honestly, um, I'm like genuinely, genuinely like completely and utterly overwhelmed. I couldn't.
4: I could never ever put into words how you've helped me. And and Lisa, my daughter, she says, I've got my mum back. But I mean, did she ever really have her mum? Because I don't feel like I've got my life back because I've never, ever, ever had it. I've never had this before in my life.
2: Well, I I um, genuinely we both feel incredibly amazing. privileged. Thank you so much. Privileged that you that you came to the workshop and trusted us. Privileged that you listened to us and 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 privileged to have been able to help make such a difference because from the second that that we met you there was just something just really lovely about <clears throat> about you.
4: Sorry. Um yeah.
2: You made me feel worthwhile. You made you are like because
4: I was always told, right? I was no good. I I was ugly. I was this. I would do no good, and like nobody likes you, and all these things were thrown at me all the time. And so that's what I thought about myself. And I know it's not true. I'm an okay person. I'm an okay person. You're better than okay. You're superb.
2: Honestly, we love you to pieces, don't we?
1: And and you know what? And and it's so. Nice in a way for you to hear that because so many people listening will feel that way. Not because they were meant to feel that way, it's because someone or some people at some point in their life have made them feel that way. And the fact mm-hmm. is, it is not true, as you know. Everyone on the mm-hmm. planet is amazing. Everyone. Mm-hmm. And you know, and the worst thing is someone's lost sight of that because it's been taken mm-hmm. away from them.
4: That's what I would like to say to everybody that listens to your podcast if they're in a place that I was in, and whether it be for no matter how long, you know, it's a horrible, horrible, dark place to be in. And you do think you'll never get out of it. I've got to say to them, you will, you will get better. You'll do it, I did it. If I could do it, anybody could do it. Because I just feel like I've been to hell and back, you know, um, throughout my life. And it, it's not right that people suffer like that, you know, so.
2: I know that you sharing your story today and the, the hope that you've shared today will literally help to change people's lives and but no one
1: should ever go through what you went through no but ever
2: that will now your story and you've been so brave even brave going right back to when you opened up to your therapist from that point onwards you will have a big impact on other people and from honestly thank you just thank you thank you for taking the time today to come speak to us thank you for being so brave and sharing what you. and so candid and and so candid and just and and from a a personal perspective thank you for being a
4: great laugh because we you are just so much fun i never ever lost my sense of humor
2: yeah yeah that is and that
4: it's always been in there yeah (laughs) honestly you
2: are just phenomenal we love you dearly so thank you so so much betty
4: thank you so 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 much as well love you both so much
1: bye bye betty is just so unbelievable isn't she what a strong woman
2: she really is and and i think that she's a great example of how if we find hope then we'll find a way
1: and it doesn't matter how long it takes
2: no absolutely it doesn't matter how long it takes you know I, i'd rather have one full day of happiness than none
1: yeah and in, in addition to hope then it's got to be there's always hope but don't have regrets. That's
2: right? true when, you, well. when you
1: find that's your true. solution, don't regret the length of time no. it took you to find that. No,
2: because maybe what you were looking for wasn't around the day before. You know, you can't regret something that didn't even exist. So, you know, Betty had been suffering quite a long time, but we've only been doing workshops for a few yeah. years. So, you know, she can't regret if the fact that we weren't doing I'm only a you younger, let's be honest. <laughs> Not, yeah, and, and decide, you know, decide what you want and see it often. You know, you might not feel it, but even just seeing it often, seeing yourself better, seeing yourself being how you want to be, that in itself will actually help you. And it will help you to start to get better because the more we do something, the more natural it becomes. So it's really important to decide what you want and to see it and don't ever give up trying.
1: What's also important, don't accept that there is something wrong with you. Uh, What I mean by that is all the problems that you've got that are wrong are just symptoms of what happened to you because it's always what happened to you. So, you know, if you think that there's loads of things wrong with you, it's harder to fix them. Whereas if you think, right, something happened to me and I'm responding to that, then it's easier to find a solution.
2: It is. And if we look for positives for what we've been through, that kind of helps lessen that pressure and that load on our shoulders from what happened to us so you know look for the positives look for what you learned look for the things that maybe because of what happened to you that you might be able to help somebody else that you might have more empathy that you might be more understanding that you might just without even realizing be able to say something do something observe something see something in someone else that they just needed just at at that that moment. moment just at that moment Well, it pains me to say it, but that's it for this series of making the change. We have loved every moment and want to thank you all for sharing this absolutely lovely experience with us we would absolutely love for you to keep in touch with us so we're the Speakman's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok.
1: Hey we're new to TikTok as well we we love that also let us know if you've been trying out any advice that you've been given on this series because it really really does make us so happy to know that you found confidence to make a real change in your life and whilst we're talking about confidence actually if you want to know more about building confidence and self-esteem then you could also grab a copy of our new book Everyday Confidence.
2: So for now, all that's left to say is thank you to Betty for joining us. Thank you to all our guests this series, and our biggest thank you goes to our amazing producer Anushka Tate from Orion Publishing Limited, who has been wonderful, supportive, and very tolerant of Nick's jokes. And thank you so. She loves them, really. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here every single week Uh, until we meet again. Keep making the change. Bye. Bye. This podcast is not a substitute for medical or psychological intervention, nor is the content intended to replace therapy
3: or medical help or advice.
1: We would therefore always strongly encourage you to... with your doctor or a health professional about how you are feeling and also to inquire about counselling or therapy.